recording now because we're ready to go. Really? What's up with that feedback shit? What feedback? It's gone. You don't even have your headphones on. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Literally, Literally Literary. Literary. With us, as always, Mr. Sean Fabernitz. Shut up. I am Joey Bonnier, and here he is, unloading his books on the table, oh, Sean yeah. O'Brien. Fill me up. Fill you up? Yeah. I don't know what that means. It's a uh, reference to a bad movie. Why don't you fill me up, Buttercup? Hmm. It's Bill. Yeah. Just to let me down. Gross. There's only one book worst pointing toward them. How you guys doing? Are you pointing your... Fi- what? What? Worst of all, what? You never call baby when you say you will. Never say put, you will. Never put baby in the corner. Mm. Um, Boner, what, what are some things that our listeners should know? Uh, they should uh, follow us on stuff. Is that what you're going <laughs> at? Jesus Christ. Really? Ugh. At least act like a professional. I don't know. Yeah, go to fallcast.com. Fallcast.com. That's good. Follow us at Politangering. Text before calling. Money, please. You can uh, send us some money on Patreon, right? Is that where we're using Patreon? No yeah, PayPal? We, we have Patreon it or PayPal. It is a Patreon via the website. You can, you can do either through, through fallcast.com. I'm just interested because you have all these books on the table, and then you have one facing towards us. Yeah. Oh, no, no, that is not a thing. I just thought it was funny. It's yeah. just there. He's taunting me. We're going to turn it around. Um, mm. we, we're supposed to talk first, and then I'll say the whole thing. Oh, of like, sorry. Anyway, I, just, I, I just noticed it in my bed. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. Follow him at Joe Bonnier at J-O-E-B-O-N-I-E-R. You know, so, leave me alone. Follow text before and calling. Well, you're done. You already did it. And, it's did done. It. It's done. Okay. I have a drink. Um, it's you, you a white Russian. You seem to imply that there was not enough. No, it's fine. Everything's okay. Oh my God. I want to talk. Jesus. Sean, how was your day? Fuck <laughs> you. Joey, how was your day? <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> Why was it bad? Yeah, I was stuck in a little room and I was angry. Okay. I was in a, a okay. giant case of emotion. I feel emotion. like that's enough. I feel like that's enough. <laughs> you were stuck in a little room and you were angry. Yeah. I, that's enough to make anyone mad. I hear you. Although I was stuck in a little... Did you not have books? I had some books, but I had uh, the internet, so that's just as good. Mm. It's just as good as books? Well, I had access to videos. The so internet is just as good as books. Tune I'm into Paul Tinkering I'm for sorry. this answer. Better. But yeah, I almost think it's better too, actually. Yeah. Um, oh, I always thought you were going to get offended by that. How dare I insult the books. the entirety of the internet versus books? It is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, I it's mean, like it's, someone you know, said to me, the entirety of the internet versus listening to your favorite song on vinyl record. One song? Well, it have to be your. I'm choosing your favorites. Right, but your favorite song. One song. Your like, favorite <laughs> song on vinyl is better than the internet. I might make that argument. You are out of your mind. Yeah, you're fucking nuts. We'll tune into Politicking for that at some point where we destroy yeah. Joey on, on this ridiculous We, we dig into just it's how just stupid you are. It's just a personal thing. Like, okay, I think no, you're mean, wrong. Yeah, you are it, wrong. It, it, personal or yeah. objectively, you're wrong. Okay. It's insane. It's just lunacy. I just say it to you're be wrong. funny. I know, it's good. And it was very <laughs> funny. It was worth it. Um, you, you can have all of the books on the internet, but you can't have all the internet with the books that I have. But nevertheless, God. I have books. Mm. So, yeah, lovelies. I have Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. No zombies. I have This Side of Paradise by F. Scott Fitzgerald. Man. 
I have uh, The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. Mm, I have the the Viking Portable Library of Walt Whitman. Most more specifically, I have uh, Leaves of Grass. Um, I have The Crying of Lot Forty Nine by Thomas Pynchon. I have East of Eden by John Steinbeck. Was that that movie with Rosie O'Donnell? I have The Broom of the System by David Foster Wallace. The Proof of the System. The Broom of the System. Hmm. Is that like Drain in the Swamp? I have The Complete Works of Lewis Carroll. I have The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway. I have The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. F. Scott Fitzgerald. I have The World According to Garp by John Irving. Finally, I have 1984 by George Orwell. But my copy, not the copy that we've been reading from. So I would need to grab the copy we've been reading from. Well, this copy has bigger text. No, because you're old. I am old. I have no defense. We're better lit now in the studio, though, so you should be able to see pretty well. It's lovely. It's lovely. Anyway, I have a bunch of books. A lot of Americana on the table, a couple little Britishisms. Actually, there's two Britishisms, I think, off the top of my head. What do you mean? Never mind, three. There's three British books on the top of my head. Oh. I can't see them any longer, but you can see them. Is there anything that's uh, popping out of you, you boys? You boys, I've read full disclosure. I've read all of these books with the exception of I think The Grapes of Wrath and some of the Walt Whitman, but I've read all of these books. It's a rarity for me. What is The Crying of Lot 49? Mm. Thomas Pynchon. Um, Joey, is that stopping out, jumping out? Anything else jumping out at you? No, let's read that. Well, we don't have to read it, but I'll explain it. Um, Pynchon is the guy who wrote Gravity's Rainbow. Uh, um, his first book was V, and then this came out after Vendetta? <laughs> this came out uh, after, I believe, V. Um, mm. Nothing to do with Vendetta? No. Mm. No. V is, there's a whole bunch of similarities. Remember, remember. V, but that's no. The 5th of November. Stop it! Yeah. It's, I feel like that's, um, God damn it, who wrote that actually? Sean Fah? V? Mm-hmm. V, v for Vendetta. Why no. would I know? V, v was written by Thomas Pynchon. <laughs> I just told you that. V for Vendetta was a comic book yeah, I, series. I'm not a nerd. The Graphic novel. Yeah, please. Boner, do you know who wrote it? Alan You Dershowitz. got it. That's exactly correct. Alan Moore. Guess, yeah. Alan Moore wrote V for Vendetta. Very good. Hmm. Um, his other... Well... Did he write it? Maybe he didn't, dude. His biggest claim to fame, of course, is the greatest... Graphic novel ever written, comic book ever written. Watchmen? Watchmen is Alan Moore. No. Um, really? You think it's the best? Yeah. I, yeah, I do. V for Vendetta? Man, I think it was Alan Moore, actually. Yeah. Man, it doesn't, it doesn't sound right, though. Look this shit up. It wasn't Roger sound. Moore? It was not Roger Moore. V for Vendetta. Look, I wish we could do graphic novels. I have so many comic books in my apartment, mm. and I wish we could do It doesn't really work in an audio form. Yeah, I know. That's why I said I wish we could, Sean Fah. I have a white Russian thing. Well, describe may, the pictures. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you could read the text and I'll try and describe the pictures. One by one. <laughs> yep. I mean, I, In this frame, his arm is a little bit more to the left. You could talk about the contrast ratio. If you are <laughs> interested in reading Thomas Pynchon, as I know all of my listeners are, considering we've also read Gravity's Rainbow already, he's one of the most difficult contemporary writers. He's not even really contemporary. I mean, Ellen Moore. I was right. Um, he's not even really contemporary. He is... Um, you know, 1960s, 70s-ish, some 80s. I think Vineland was in 1990 or something like that. But he's kind of the the, the proto-Joyce. If anything, he's like, not the, oh my God, not the proto-Joyce. I don't know why my words are failing me. Um, the pseudo-Joyce? He's, he's, like he's like a poor man's Joyce. Oh, okay. Mm. He's like a poor man's Joyce. His references are all Americana. He's like an American Joyce in a way. So it's good. It's, it's a fun style, but it's not, 
Um, your, Did, you read Gravity's Rainbow, right? Yeah. Do you like it? Yeah, I've read pretty much all of Thomas Pynchon. I haven't read, um, um, oh man, what's the one with the, oh man, Be- Bleeding Edge. I haven't read Bleeding Edge, and I haven't read um, V, ironically enough. V is her first novel. But if you're looking for a way into Thomas Pynchon, I would say The Crying A Lot 49 is where you start. And then you read Vineland. Um, if you want to do a bigger one, you can do V, but you could probably just skip right from there to Gravity's Rainbow if you want. Um, although I would almost argue that uh, Mason and Dixon is a little bit better. Anyway, um, I could just go. Do you want to just go? Crying a lot? Unless you guys see something else that's more interesting. I have no idea what this is. Yeah, what's the pattern? The pattern? Yeah, did you bring the certain books in a, for a certain reason? Mostly Americana, actually, with the exception of Pride and Prejudice, Lewis Carroll in 1984. Yeah, it's mostly Americana. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll, I haven't, I haven't oh, read this okay. since... God, how old was I when I read this fucking book? 18, I guess? 19? I don't know. You were just a young O'Brien. Mm. Yeah. Sweet, innocent boy. I was just a sweet, innocent oh. little SOB. Just a good old boy. Um... Sean Fall, would you like me to read anything regarding this book? The the first pages or when it's do the you have back questions cover. on it? The back cover? Okay. <laughs> Good. Top of it reads uh the highly original satire mm. about Oedipa Mass or Moss, M-A-A-S, a woman who finds herself Vox Machina? Emeshed in a worldwide conspiracy, meets some extremely interesting characters, and attains a not inconsiderable amount of self knowledge. New York Times calls it a comedy crackles. Couldn't you just the say puns considerable? Pop, the satire explodes. Mm. There's a bunch more, but um, yeah, I brought this. If I'm being honest, for you, Mr. Fall. Because it, uh, it crashes the uh, proopsometer? You know, this actually isn't that douchey. Okay. I mean, th- first, first things first, how big does this look? Yeah, like? no, that's why I looked at it first. Very tiny. It is, it is by far the thinnest book you brought to It me. is 152 pages. Mm. It's douchey in the fact that it makes a lot of references, but the irony is that all the references are sort of very gettable. You know, they're American references, so it's, mm. you make references all the fucking time, like weird, obscure references, and yet you would hesitate to define yourself as douchey, correct? <laughs> I don't know. Don't forget about his bad puns. That's what I mean, yeah. This, this book is basically a bunch of random American references and bad puns. I, I answered that with hesitation. Were you, was that douchey? What's that? Was that douchey? I was just trying to be cyclical. Chapter one. Douche. The boat went down the river. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what voice to read this in. This will be fun. Okay, Uh-oh. hang on. Um, He's getting comfy. Scratching uh, his g- head. Give me a night elf. Uh, that <laughs> vaguely works, actually. <laughs> I'm not going to do the high pitch, but I like the, the inspiration in general. Time to go to work. Work all night. Search for underpants. Hey. Different type of elf, but sure. Yeah. Th- those were gnomes. Gnomes. How dare you? Yeah. Oh, El- you're right. Sorry. Elves are more Elf uh, fanciful. Shut up. They're the same. Larky. It's the no, same. No, a gnome is a goddamn midget. The, an elf right. is a seven foot Before tall I move on, let me goddess. just simply say the Crying Lot 49, this, this is all sort of based around one little symbol, and that's this horn. The horn with a little loopy horn. Yeah, the it's horn, a French the little, horn. Little bugle. Little bugle. It's that's not, a very famous symbol. That's a bugle? It is. Those, bugles aren't curly. Do you feel like 
Do you feel like going to fuck yourself, or are you not in the mood? I always feel like fucking myself. But like, Do you see the symbol on page company. 38, the symbol? Yes. That is probably the most famous element of this book. It's a little curly cue. Uh, it's a you know straight line with a little circle and then a horn. It's a muted trumpet. Hmm. Everyone on board? I'm on board. We're not going to get to that, but that's I the symbol. I prefer Vonnegut's symbol for asshole. Is it just an asshole? It's an asterisk. An asterisk? Mm-hmm. That's really funny. Yeah. I'm going to steal that. One. <clears throat> One summer afternoon, Miss Edipa Moss came home from, Tupper, from a Tupperware party whose hostess had put perhaps too much kirsch in the fondue to find that she, Edipa, had been named executor, or, she supposed, executrix, of the estate of one Pierce in Variety. A California real estate mogul who had once lost $2 million in his spare time, but still assesses, but still, but still had assets numerous and tangled enough to make a job of sorting it all out more than, the, more than honorary. Did we not do this? This sounds vaguely familiar. We did not do this. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, pretend, it's possible that you've read it or listened no. to it. <laughs> <laughs> that was way funnier than we gave you credit for. <laughs> Yes. The audience was all laughing, just so you know. There's no, it's not a live audience for this show, yeah, yeah. but just so you're aware, Mr. Yeah. Claw, everybody was laughing. <laughs> He's going to add it in post. They're, they're laughing at me, not with me, though. Oedipus stood in the living room, stared at the greenish dead eye of the TV tube, spoke the name of God, tried to feel as drunk as possible. But this did not work. She thought of a hotel room in, the, in uh, Mazatlan, M-A-Z-A-T-L-A with a little asterisk, or a little accent tag U. And Mazatlan. What? Mazatlan. 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 Sorry. Whose door has just been... Aslan. Yeah. Mazlan? Is that the the god tiger? She thought of a hotel room in Mazatlan. Jesus line? Whose door had just been slammed. It seemed forever. Waking up 200 birds down the lobby, a sunrise over the library slope at Cornell University that nobody out that nobody out on it had seen because the slope faces west. A dry, disconsolate tune from the fourth movement of the Bartok Concerto for Orchestra. A whitewashed bust Oosh. of Jay Gould that Pierce kept over the bed on a shelf so narrow. For it, she'd always had the hovering fear it would someday topple on them. Was that how he died, she wondered, among dreams crushed only by, uh, crushed by the only icon in the house? That only made her laugh out loud and helpless. You're so sick, Oedipa told herself, or the room, which knew. The letter, which was from the law of warp, wistful, Kubishek, and Mignans of Los Angeles, and signed by nobody named Metzger, by somebody named Metzger. It said Pierce had died back in the spring, and they'd only just now found the will. Metzger was to act as a co-executor and special counsel in the event of any um, <clears throat> involved litigation. Oedipa had been named also to... Edipa had been named also to execute execute the will in a costume. Oh, God damn it. I actually am way drunker than I thought I was going to (laughs) be. Fuck me. Yeah, when I can correct correct your pronunciation without even looking, sir. Yeah, execute. Yeah, I got (laughs) fucked up. I am definitely quite drunk. What do we get for food? Uh, Thai. Joey, is that correct? Joey's, yeah. whole, Joey's rubbing yeah. his eyebrow as if he has a headache. Do you have a headache, Joey? Not feeling good, yeah. Not feeling well? Bow tie. Are you yeah. sicky pie? Yeah. He's going to throw oh. up? Mm, no. I made Bono a drink earlier. Uh-oh. What was Did the you drink? poison him? 
I did a little bit. Did you bit. fucking Cosby Boner? I did a little bit. Wow. Well, I just want Yuri to have sex with him. Oh, mm-hmm. Boner's sick. I'm sorry, bud. Crazy. Very, very drunk right now. It's okay. Are you really that drunk? Yeah. Jeez. Shit, I'm sorry, dude. I made you one drink. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> Holy shit, it really does happen? Sorry, dude. He's so drunk right now. It's pretty funny. It'll be okay. He's rolling his head backwards. He's laying his head back. Like he's we'll staring some, all the way up. Get some Thai this food is in fantastic. Him. He's going to fall okay. asleep. He's so plastered right now. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Sean, describe what's happening. Uh, he's just kind of like passing out in a fucking lawn chair. Um, he's shaking? Yeah. Is he all right? He's seizuring. Joey, boner. Stop. Pause this. All right, boner's out. <laughs> he's sleeping on the couch. He's what? Yeah, yeah he's good. We <laughs> <laughs> should over to him. Um, Mr. Fraud, do you want me to keep reading this? Or do you want me to read uh, anything else on the table? Yeah, I have, like, it is totally your choice. Yeah, I, I care not about what you've been speaking, sir. Okay, done. Um, out. Yeah, what else do we have on the The funny part is, I agenda? feel like you would like it. Just so you know, just so we're on the same page, I feel like you'd like this book. Right on. It's very um, douchey and complicated, but it's like short and sweet. And it's like, it's Joyce, but not. Mm. Wait, is my, are my other? I brought those. You brought what? Oh, Uh-oh. Man. He's digging through his I also bag. have Devil and Earth by James Joyce. Uh, yeah, we're not going to do that. Okay. Um, God, what else? Uh, what else she got there? Look, Jerry, you're in my way. Come on, buddy. I also have, uh, here you go. Uh, um, and there's another trial here. What is the what's the garp? Oh my god, we don't Carp. have enough time for this. Mm. You will love this book so much, really. Yeah, you really will. Why? For starters, I hated reading when I was a kid. This was the first book I was probably a, I don't know, senior in high school, I guess. Then, and the, the, the summer going into senior year, we had to read our whatever book, right? And this was the book I chose. And it is f- fucking funny as hell. Really? Yeah. You will love this book. Hmm. So let me just, let me just go into it, actually. I, I always just think of Wayne and Garth. I wish we had more time for this. I hope that the... Food takes a long time? Yeah, I hope the Thai people don't come too quickly. <laughs> Um, that's not a slam on Asian people. This is the same book, by the way. It's very old. Um, it's weird to hold this again. I read this in my bed. Um, in like, basically, you know, two nights. Hmm. It's pretty rad. I had a lot of fun. Um, so. Give back. The World According to Garp. Or don't. Do you have any questions about it going into it? I asked for the back. Oh, sorry. Um. So the back reads, The World According to Garp. This is the life and times of T.S. Garp, the bastard son of Jenny Fields, a feminist leader ahead of, her t- ahead of her times. Uh, this is the life and death of a famous mother and her almost famous son. There was a world of sexual extremes, even of sexual, sexual assassinations. It is a novel rich with lunacy and sorrow, yet the dark, violent events of the story do not undermine a comedy, both ribald and robust. In more than 30 languages, in more than 40 countries, with more than 10 million copies in print, Was it this ribald? Novel, yeah, R-I-B-A-L-D. What is that? I don't know. I don't know, actually. I wanted to say, like, kind of colorful, but I'm not sure. 
Look it up. R-I-B-A-L-D. Referring to sexual matters in an amusingly rude or irreverent way. Huh. That's a good new one. Uh, With more than 10 million copies in print, the novel provides almost cheerful, even hilarious evidence of its famous last line. Quote. Actually. It appears to be rebold. Rebold? Something like that. I don't know. I said it wrong. Yeah, Sorry, I don't know how to read the fucking hieroglyphs, hieroglyphs of <laughs> just uh, the the, uh, the the sort of uh, the pronunciation etymological, yeah, not yeah. etymological, but the the pronunciation of things. Okay, got it. yeah, I'm not talking about uh, bugs. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Yeah, I've been. Yeah, I wish we had more time. I really like this book. It's such a great opening too. All right, chapter one. Much kill more time talking about how you wish we had more time. Hey, Sean Fott, you're yeah. just going to have to relax. <laughs> In fact, I'm almost going to demand you go make me another drink. Make me a hot pot. Pot pot? Uh, yeah. I, I'm almost tempted to pause this and have you go, but I'm not going to be able to drink while I'm reading anyway. You're going to be on the couch with Boner. I know, right? No, I'll be fine. Chapter one. Boston Mercy. Have mercy. Garp's mother, Jenny Fields, was arrested in Boston in 1942 for wounding a man in a movie theater. This was shortly after the Japanese had bombed Pearl Harbor, and people were being, were being tolerant of soldiers, because suddenly everyone was a soldier, but Jenny Fields was quite firm in her intolerance of behavior of men in general, and soldiers in particular. In the movie theater, she had to move three times, but each time the soldier moved closer to her until she was sitting against the musty wall. Oh, God damn it! You know what, my little snowflakes? We're going to read this some other time. We're going to read this some other goddamn time. Um, anyway, Joey's out there on the couch. Sean's opening a door, his American flag hanging door, and here we are. You and I, my little snowflakes. I should leave you with something. Let me leave you with this. I'll leave you with a little bit of uh, Walt Whitman, I think. We're going we're gonna to go back to the world of Conan Garp. I can guarantee fucking to you that shit. But um, let me just close out. I'm going to close out with Walt Whitman. Uh-oh. That was fun. It's a good book, man. <laughs> and <Really. thorough. laughs> I'm going to close out with the end of Song of Myself, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to uh, Walt Whitman at some point, too. But before we eat, let me just read this to you, Sean Fua. You do you, bro. The spotted hawk swoops by and accuses me. Spotted dick? He complains of my gab and my loitering. I, too, am not a bit tamed. I, too, am untranslatable. I sound my barbaric yawp over the rooftops of the world. The last scud of day holds back for me. Scud? It flings my likeness after the rest, and true as any on the shadowed Wild, it coaxes me to the vapor in the dusk. It, I depart as air. I shake my wild locks at the runway sun. I effuse my flesh in eddies and drift. And drift it in lacy jags. I bequeath myself to the dirt to grow from the grass I love. If you want me, again, look for me under, the, under, your, booties, under your boot soles. You will hardly know who I am or what I mean, but I shall be good health to you nevertheless. And filter and fiber your blood. Failing to fetch me at first keep encouraged. Missing me. One place. Search another. I'll stop somewhere. Waiting for you.
Thank you for listening to Literally Literary. Remember to follow us at Paula Tinkering, and uh, you can also follow us at Text Before Calling or uh, at Joe Bonnier. Uh, you can also head over to www.fallcast.com and Fallcast. donate to the uh, different shows that we have. You also tune in to Paula Tinkering, Text Before Calling, Going Down on South Park, and uh, Wild Wild Westworld, whenever that fucking show comes back on, and goddamn whenever the fuck at some two point. Years. May I please be on that show later? It, in two years when it comes back on, sure. Can Kelly be on it too? She really likes that show. Sure. We watch that show all the time. Have you listened? No.